He says, bring your own rod again before the testimony to be kept for a token against the rebels. And thou shalt quite take away their murmurings from me. You notice? God said, take their murmurings away. So when they were murmuring, did they think they were murmuring against God? God said, take their murmurings away from me. He said, bring your own rod again. Why? Because all the people of his son got prideful and said, God speaks to us too. And God told them, okay, every man bring his rod. Let's put it in the tabernacle. And in 24 hours, I will show you who I've chosen. And in 24 hours, a dry rod germinated, budded, almonds, and bore fruit in 24 hours. God said, now bring that rod again. So the rebels will remember who I have chosen. So you can remove their murmurings away from me. I told you whenever God goes public, that's his last option before judgment starts manifesting. He's signaling I've had enough. Had enough. Yeah. Watch. And thou shalt quite take away their murmurings from me that they did you see what I read that day? And once he gets into this realm, we're going in the realm of death and dying. So remove their murmurings from me so they don't die. Okay. I know some of them, oh, that's Old Testament. Okay. You find out there's no testament. This is the glory. <laughs> this is the glory. Now watch. Watch. And Moses did so as the Lord commanded him, so did he. And the children of Israel spake unto Moses, saying, Behold, we die. We perish. We all perish. Whosoever cometh anything near unto the tabernacle of the Lord shall die. Shall we be consumed with dying? Okay, then quit being stiff-necked. Quit being rebellious. Quit being stubborn. And the glory, hallelujah, will return. He said, we should speak one thing. You stand with the altar. You can't have friendships against the altar. This is all the skirmishes before the stadium crusades. That's why the snake is out making noise. And you see, once I finish telling you all the things he told me to say, I will shut my mouth. You can do whatever you want, and then we shall see what happens to you. But you better do what I'm telling you. Amen. I say you better do what I'm telling you. Amen. All right, so the people went to Moses and said, well, we are tired of dying, we perish. You, you, you move your left hand, you die. You move right hand, you die. <sighs> it's okay. God said, then move the tabernacle from, from them. So they will stop dying, but then I will be distant from them. 
Yeah, if you don't want this rhyme where prayers are answered and miracles happen every week, then go join the regular church where nothing happens. And then they will, they will repackage the promise. Huh? And then they'll tell you, well, you know, God has three answers to prayer. Yes, no, maybe, or not now. But in the glory, is yea and amen. See now, watch. Exodus 33. And the Lord said unto Moses, Depart, and go up hence, thou and the people which thou hast brought up out of the land of Egypt, unto the land which I swear unto Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob, saying, Unto thy seed will I give it. And I will send an angel before thee, and I will drive out the Canaanites. You notice God has pulled back. It's okay. To keep you from dying, I'm now going to send an angel to go with you. Because if I stay among you, you all are going to die. And you will not believe I'm a God of love. So I'm going to give you a lower power. He will still get the job done but you will miss everything you would have had had you submitted to me. Is that what we want? No, we don't want that. That note should have been stronger. I say, is that what we want? No. God said, I will send an angel before thee, and I will drive out the Canaanite, the Amorite, and the Hittite, and the Perizzite, the Hivite, and the Jebusite unto a land flowing with milk and honey, for I will not go up in the midst of thee, for thou art a stiff-necked people, lest I consume thee. You know this? That's what I'm telling you. When the glory is present, you can't be stiff-necked. The only outcome that I have seen in all the years I've walked in this realm is people dying. Stiff-necked, rebellious. Because Americans grew up under democracy, they don't understand theocracy. The king doesn't negotiate with you. He tells you what to do, and you do it. Bible says that the, the anger of the king is like the roaring of a lion. And the king rules for life. You don't elect him. Amen. It's a blessing to live under kingly authority. Amen. Because it keeps you from a lot of satanic shenanigans. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Huh? I say ours is the only place where by the glory and the grace of God People with GED are making six-figure income. Why have you seen that in America? Amen. Blessing of God everywhere. Hmm? Millionaires in the making. Amen. By the prophetic word. Hallelujah. Amen. I get a kick out of it. Eh? <laughs> Glory to God. I mean, look at these guys. Just a few days ago, they were in the street and acting crazy. 
Look at them all cleaned up and looking sharp. Eh? I look up and I'm looking at them. I say, God, you're amazing. Look at them. They, they sit in a private jet and, you know, in Canada. They didn't even know the way to downtown Atlanta. Eh? They used to only ride the back neighborhoods and, and the woods. <laughs> Huh? Because I'll be riding with them. I said, man, how come you guys don't know your city? They don't know anywhere. I mean, the one showing them, you know. They said, man, we didn't, we didn't ride the regular roads. <laughs> 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 They're going in there. Come on. Now, you, you, you know. <laughs> the alleys and the dark roads. <laughs> Because you don't want, they don't say police. You want the police, you know. The police coming. <laughs> and look at them now. And they're all looking good. And, and we're riding in Canada. Yeah? Hallelujah. Only the glory can produce that. Thank you, Lord. Look at some of you didn't, you, you know, you never had a passport. But under this glory, in the missions ministry, you've gone to countries. Huh? Look at Keith. He's gone to Nigeria. He's gone to Kenya. Huh? Oh, he said Canada. Look at that. <laughs> so much that God has done. Huh? Look at the miracle. I wasn't even with them in Kenya. I mean, you go on missions, you do crusades. If you get one Muslim saved, you're doing good. And the team went to Mombasa, Kenya, and 30 something Muslims gave their faith. Where do you hear such testimonies? Black folks in America. When we went to Nigeria, they didn't know what to call y'all. Because Ndocha means white people. But you're black. So they didn't know what to say. So they started calling you white people. Ndocha. <laughs> as black as you are. <laughs> they didn't have another word for, uh, you know, Americans that are black. Huh? They've never seen one. Okay, that's, so that was their first sighting. See? You're breaking records. You're setting the pace. Hallelujah. Just as they, they tell them that in Africa we are still doing Tarzan and hopping from one tree to another like monkeys. It's the same thing they, they make you think overseas that all African Americans are on drugs and the ghetto, they didn't, you know, all of a sudden we're showing up as doctors and nurses and pharmacists and come on. Huh? Hallelujah. Computer tech engineers and huh? the glory is getting the job done. <clears throat> you see now, you're all the stiff neck people. Someone let an angel go with you so that you stop dying. Yeah. 
Isn't that tragic? That after all the world we've heard, how the glory we've experienced, are we going to end up here? God forbid. I say, God forbid. And when the people heard these evil tidings, they mourned. And no man did put on him his ornaments. For the Lord had said unto Moses, Say unto the children of Israel, You are a stiff neck. So what would you say about us at Resurrection House? Is he going to say we're stiff neck people? I will come up into the midst of thee in a moment and consume thee. Therefore now put off thy ornaments from thee. God told him, get rid of your jewelry. I don't want to see you looking pretty while you are being stiff-necked. He wanted them to look like the spirit in them. Ugly. Because when you become rebellious, you look ugly. That spirit is on you. Darkness. You don't see it, but everybody sees it. Watch. So put off your ornaments from thee, that I may know what to do unto thee. And the children of Israel stripped themselves of their ornaments by the Mount Horeb. Moses took the tabernacle and pitched it without the camp, afar off from the camp, and called it the tabernacle of the congregation. Isn't that something? When he was in the midst of them, it was the tabernacle of glory. When he was moved out of the camp, it was named the tabernacle of the congregation. But the people didn't even understand that they'd been had. He said, the tabernacle is only out here because of your rebellion. This is the one you set up. But the one I set up should be in the midst of us. Hallelujah. Ooh, glory to God. Man, I felt his glory washed over me. He wants to be in the midst of us. He don't want his tabernacle away from us. He wants to be walking up and down these aisles. Healing, answering questions, producing testimonies, blessing the people. There's so many things that happen in this journey we are on in our faith that we don't even have eyes to see. They did not know that when it was named the tabernacle of the congregation, that that was an indictment. This is your stuff. Because that's, what, that's not my intention. That's not my desire. My desire is to live in the midst of you. Isn't that what Jesus says? Where two or three are gathered together in my name. Here I am in the midst. Here I am. So if we want the glory, then we have to learn the humility, the submission to authority, and the things that go with it so that it will endure. So that the blessing will continue. In Jesus' name. You see, there's no way, regardless of what you're doing, you see, when, when my brother-in-law, an Anglican bishop, not even in the non-denominational Holy Ghost, whatever, this is Anglican, or in America you call it Presbyterian. But he saved them few with the Holy Ghost. 
He said that whenever the procession for service stands, as soon as the choir starts singing, he said to him, that altar has become the holy of holies. That's in the traditional church. But we're flowing in the glory here. We're flowing in miracles here. I mean, I celebrate those things. I had uh, one of our members in my office this week. I said, come here. The doctor had diagnosed some condition. I said, come. I popped her stomach. And she hit the ground. And is it two days ago or three days ago? She went for a check. And they said, there's nothing there. You can't be fooling with that. And some of these things are incurable. I just had the unction. Bam. And she hit the ground. And they did the scan. Ultrasound. Nothing. Come on, praise him louder. Glory. Glory. We give you praise. We give you praise, O Lord. Thank you for your miracles, your signs, your wonders. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Glory. Look at this. Read this sad scripture. He says, he says, verse 4, And when the people heard these evil tidings, they mourned. And no man did put on him his ornaments. For the Lord had said unto Moses, Say unto the children of Israel, You are? I will come up into the midst of thee in a moment and consume thee. Therefore now put off thy ornaments from thee that I may know what to do unto thee. And the children of Israel stripped themselves of their ornaments by the Mount Horeb. And Moses took the tabernacle and pitched it without the camp, afar off from the camp, and called it the tabernacle of the congregation. And it came to pass that everyone which sought the Lord went out unto. All of a sudden, it became an individual thing. Since you can't get everybody to cooperate. So if you want the Lord, then you leave the camp or that you left the camp and then make the journey to the tabernacle for your own personal encounter. Instead of it being a collective blessing, nice every man on his own. You see the, the downside of the whole thing. When you mess up the collective glory. Now it becomes an individual thing. But God told us this is an us blessing. Amen. Listen. 
And Moses took the tabernacle of, and pitched it without the camp, afar off from the camp, and called the tabernacle of the congregation. And it came to pass that everyone which sought the Lord went out unto the tabernacle of the congregation, which was without the camp. And it came to pass when Moses went out unto the tabernacle that all the people rose up, look at this, and stood. Every man, they have become spectators. Everybody now goes to look to see what will happen when the tabernacle was among them before. You have to ask yourself when you leave church today, ask yourself individually, ask yourself as a family unit, do I want the glory to abide at Resurrection House? Do I want to be a part of those building it so that these blessings can continue? Hallelujah. Watch. And it came to pass, as Moses entered into the tabernacle, the cloudy pillar descended. See, now they missed all the goodies. Now the cloudy pillar is no longer inside the camp. Now it's only at the tabernacle. God wanted a kingdom of priests. But their rebellion caused him to move out and started choosing one person. Beloved, Glory Etiquette is designed to position all of us for the blessing. What is the mystery? That when a man moves God, when a man blesses God, he rewards the man with himself. The resident glory, the permanent glory. That's what it's all about. The Bible says that when the glory left Israel, the child that was born was named Ichabod. He was born to one of the sons of Eli, the priest that died at war for their own rebellion against God. And so many believers are living gloryless lives. Many churches don't have the glory present. And when you speak on it, they don't know what you're talking about. But God is sending a glory to the earth. And you should be desiring to be a part of this end time move of God. Where we carry his presence into the marketplace into theaters of conflict, into arenas, hallelujah, to demonstrate to the world that Jesus Christ is Lord. This is not about another ministry or another name or another person getting some breakthrough. No, no, no. This is Jesus Christ is Lord. When you go to Kinecopla Ministries, they have a sign out front, the revival capital of the world. I saw it and I had a reserve. I said, hmm, I don't know if I will say that. But now on this set, I just understood what that sign is saying based on what God is now showing me. Because the theme in everything that a Copeland does is say, Jesus Christ is Lord. That is what this end time revival is about. To bring in the harvest. There's no debate. There's no argument. It's power on power. When God dismantled the gods of Egypt, 
It was all by power. <laughs> I was pointing it out to my staff here in the studio. I said, do you notice that when God judged the gods of Egypt, they never recovered? Nobody hears of them. They're not worshipped anywhere. That's what will happen to all the false gods in America. And, you know, even in Nigeria, right now there is a return to hedonism and young people, the people are setting up shrines and all of that. All those demonic forces and powers will be brought down by the glory. Because the church is like Israel worshiping God without the ark. That's what the church, current church is doing. And emphasizing money and emphasizing size. That's what the, you know, Turkish Christians were doing and Muslims took them over. It will not happen in my lifetime. God is raising up sons of God strategically. I just heard that one of the prominent ministers in Nigeria said that God has spoken to him to go to all the capital of the states in Nigeria, 36 of them, to raise altars. I say, you see, it's the same assignment he gave me in America. Now he has found a man in Nigeria to get it done. <laughs> I wouldn't reveal the secret behind it. The glory is coming. There's a glory invasion coming. It will be intolerant of rebellion, intolerant of false religions. The, the Muslims are shooting with the gun. We are coming with glory and power. Amen. Amen. If you want to be a part, join a movement. It's called End Time Apostolic Network. Internet. Put your seed in the ground. Connect with this glory. Support glory for USA. The glory will return. The glory will return. Even some capitals we go to, we discover, we see oil on the steps or whatever. There are some others that are doing some things. I say, hey, let's all, you know, join together and get it done. Let there be massive prayer meetings in all state capitals. These liberals don't have any power. I keep saying it. We will run right over them. Yeah? Isn't Satan defeated who is their Lord? There's no question. We will unseat judges. On seat mayors, on seat governors, we're coming. Time is changing. We're not putting up with all this stuff anymore. God has shown us what to do, and we are getting it done in Jesus' name. Join the movement, I said. Call today, 770-994-3777. One day, God will make a believer out of all of you. You will join it. You will support it. We need funds. To, to get all these things done. And God has people out there. And I believe one day you will hear the voice of God telling you, support him, rally around him. He's getting the job done for the kingdom. Amen. Come and study the word of God with us every Wednesday night, 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Sunday morning, 10 a.m. until. Don't forget, let there be light by Jessica Onos or download you know, from any of these uh, music platforms, Spotify, Pandora, YouTube, Amazon Music, amen, whichever one, get it done. Go to chikonoza.org, chikonozaministries.org, and get the conquest materials. If you desire a cap to be blessed, send your offering and send your cap. The glory will be coming to your house. We love you. 
We'll conclude this week tomorrow. God bless you. Bye-bye. Receive fire. Amen. In Jesus' name.